Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There's a lot of talk in our diocese about being missional. And I sometimes wonder if we know what being missional means. What I can tell you is that talk of being missional does represent a shift in what is taking place in our understanding of God and of the church. David Bosch puts it like this. Mission is not primarily an activity of the church, but an attribute of God. God is a missionary God. In other words, the God we love and worship is ascending God. And because God is a missionary God or ascending God, we, the church, at our heart, are about mission or sending, or as we like to say in this diocese, about being missional. Being missional. Emil Brunner once said, the church exists by mission as fire exists by burning. Jürgen Moltmann stated that the church can only really be understood in the context of mission. And again, Hendrik Kramer writes that the most profound reason for the existence, our existence of the church is mission. Strong statements, strong statements from three recognized and respected theologians linking church and mission. We are a people whom God sends. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you, Jesus announces to his disciples at the end of John's Gospel. Being missional. In this morning's gospel, Jesus commissions his disciples. He prepares them for being missional. Last week we read of a decisive shift in Jesus' ministry. He'd been teaching and healing in the region of Galilee. He was successful. Crowds were flocking to him. And then, as Deacon Rob reminded us last week, he sets his face like a flint. In other words, he's absolutely intentional about going to Jerusalem, knowing all that would happen to him there. Now this morning, Jesus appoints 70 or 72, depending on our source, and sends them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intends to go. Now these pairs of disciples were meant to prime the pump, to prepare folk for Jesus' arrival by telling the people about Jesus and about his ministry. They were being missional. So the question I want to explore with you this morning is how does Luke, in the gospel, help us understand Jesus' mission and what it means for us to be missional here in Niagara? 
Well, I want to just briefly focus on three aspects. First and foremost, when it comes to being missional, perhaps the most important thing for us to remember is that it's God's mission and not ours. And second, that we're in this mission together. And third, that God's mission, and I'm not sure whether you've noticed this, can often seem a bit back to front. So the first thing that Luke reminds us of this morning is that it's God's mission before it's ours. You know, we, we're accustomed to thinking, aren't we, that it's all up to us. If, if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. Did you hear how Jesus started talking about being missional this morning? Well, he tells those that he's sending that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Plenty to do, but few hands. Well, I guess we might expect Jesus then to say, well, get off your chuff, get going, off you go. But he doesn't, at least not right away. His first instruction is this. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Or as the message puts it, so on your knees, ask the God of the harvest to send harvest hands. On your knees. Jesus goes on to teach more about prayer in the next chapter. But before these 70 hit the road, Jesus tells them to ask the Lord of the harvest for enough harvest hands. God's not only in charge of the mission, God's in charge of the work crew as well. God is the one who raises up the true harvest hands, those who will reap what is right. So it's not about self-appointed do-gooders who are calling their own shots. When we pray about our mission here at the cathedral, we begin by acknowledging who's in charge. We recognise whose authority we're working under. And so that's why centering prayer and the community of prayer and morning prayer and our weekly intercession list are so vital to our life. The outworking of God's mission and our midst, cathedral cafe, as we're now calling the resting centre, open cathedral, art crawl, cathedral chats, all the different ways in which we seek to engage with our neighbourhood, all of those issue out of prayer. That's because it's God's mission before it's ours. It's only after Jesus says, ask God, that he then tells the 70 this morning to get on your way. First thing we learn about, God, uh, about being missional. Second thing we learn is that we're in this together. We aren't flying hands solo. Jesus sends us out his disciples in pairs. He reminds them that God's mission is no cakewalk. We're sent out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Jesus knows that there's going to be pushback. Hardly a surprise. Right from the get-go, Jesus has stated that he's setting free those whom society rejects. That he's healing those who, have been those who have been written off. 
that he's proclaiming the year of the Lord's favour in an empire which worshipped Caesar as Lord. So Jesus knows that people are going to resist his message. Whether it's out of disbelief or fear or self-interest, when the powers of the world get challenged, all sorts of people and groups start to get bent out of shape. So Jesus sends them out in pairs. When one stumbles, the other can extend a hand. When one is lost, the other can ask the way. When one is down, the other can offer hope. And that's what we do for each other here at 252 James North. We support each other. We console each other. We encourage each other. We empower each other. The second aspect of God's mission for Luke is that when we are missional, when we do mission, we do it together. And the third and final thing that Luke reveals about God's mission for us this morning is that it can often seem back to front. God's mission, as you may or may not have noticed, seldom unfolds as we expect it to. Jesus tells his disciples, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. In other words, the disciples are going to have to rely on others, to rely on the hospitality of others. Mission, Jesus reminds us, begins not so much with offering hospitality as receiving hospitality. It's as much about being welcomed as it is about welcoming others. The disciples are going to need to depend not on their own generosity, but on the generosity of others. For their meals, for a roof over their heads, for just about everything. And bear in mind too that Jesus offers no guarantee about how they're going to be received. All the same, they are going to need to rely on others. God's mission, in other words, involves us being vulnerable at times. I, I really enjoy going to the cathedral cafe on a Friday morning. I've got to be honest with you, sometimes when I'm there, I can feel awkward. Sitting there, drinking coffee, listening to stories... And I feel awkward because I'm not in control. I have to rely on others. Rely on those who've organised the volunteers, rely on those who put on the coffee, bought the food. Rely on those who are there for what we are offering them. Rely on them being okay with me pulling up a chair. Relying on their willingness to talk. What I discover time and time and time again is that somehow God can use us, even me, to further his reign of compassion and fairness as by God's grace we learn how to rely on us. Folk who 
thing can talk a lot about being missional. Tell us that those whom God may be calling us to connect with are not necessarily those who seem to be seem to us to be in the most need. Rather, they say, when it comes to mission and those whom God may be calling us to connect with, pay attention to those who are blessing us. And just to conclude, I can think back to one of our neighbours. His name was Ted. Great guy. He'd probably say of himself that he was a bit rough around the edges. He owned a business. Language was pretty salty at times, and I've got to say, his jokes were most of the time off colour. Ted was just so good to us as a family. Always be asking me after the girls. He'd bring us leftover donuts from staff get-togethers. He'd give me golf promo shirts from suppliers. Ted blessed us as a family. Now the being missional folk would remind me to pay attention to Ted, to get to know him, to take him up on his offer to come and have a beer on the deck. Ted was a person whom God was calling me to get more involved with. So mission, Jesus reminds us this morning, begins not so much with learning how to give to someone like Ted, whom I might say didn't go to church, but learning how to receive from Ted. So this morning, Jesus commissions his disciples. He's teaching them about what it means to be missional. And for those of us who might get discouraged about numbers in the church today, Bear in mind that Jesus commissions only a few more, or around the same, that we see at average Sunday attendance in the diocese. So this summer, may we be especially open to what God is up to in our neighbourhoods. May God continue to impress upon us that when it comes to mission, we're in this together. And that we really don't need to have all the answers. And may God also remind us that when it comes to being missional, it often begins with how learning how to receive from others, even before we learn how to give. Being missional. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral. Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias. We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.